Welcome back to the Back Pain Podcast, episode 88, the New Year's Eve edition 2021. For this episode, Rob and I sat down and discussed our favourite take-homes from another year talking about back pain. I enjoyed this episode, it's always nice to have a recap, and we thought what better time to do it than the end of the year and start of a new one. So sit back, relax and enjoy, this is the New Year's Eve edition 2021, let's go. Welcome to the Back Pain Podcast with Rob and Dave, the only show geared specifically to help educate you about your back pain. We talk to the experts to bust the myths, break down the science, and give you all the top tips for living pain-free. So, if you're driving to work, tidy in the house, or even laid up at home in pain, we have something for everyone. Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to another episode of the Back Pain Podcast. Now, as Dave said, this is a special New Year's Eve edition where we're going to recap some of our favourite takeaways from the year's episodes, as well as say a massive thank you to everyone who has helped us grow this podcast over the last year. If you have listened, shared, liked, watched, tweeted, Instagrammed, Facebooked, posted, or sent to a colleague or a friend, you have helped this show grow over the last year. So a massive thank you from both of us. As ever, I'm joined delightfully by my co-host, Dave, welcome back. Hi there. Hi, Rob. Hello, mate. How are we doing? Oh, I am good. I'm excited. It's the New Year's episode. A whole year of constant low back pain awesomeness. <laughs> and, and I think we had a knee episode in there as well, which was also fantastic. But I think we're going to cap this episode off by taking away, you know, we've each kind of got a favourite bit from the last year that we kind of wanted to touch on that's worth recapping, going over with some of our listeners again. Um, so I'll let you, if you want to go first, what was your your most, what should we say, your favourite or your biggest takeaway from 12 months of discussing back pain with some of the foremost experts in the world? Well, tell you what, my thing is not what's something that um, is discussed in one, two, or even three of the episodes. It's something which comes around pretty much every episode. Um, it's a really common theme uh, within all the expert advice that we've presented or, or even that we've listened to across these podcasts. And this is the caveat of not everyone is the same. So whether we're talking about healing times or sleeping positions, therapeutic exercises, often the simple answer can be whatever works for you or, you know, whatever causes you the least pain or whatever creates you the best pain relief. Look, humans are messy. We're not linear. We're not cookie cutter. What works for someone might not necessarily work for another person. So if you're out there and you're listening and you've got back pain, you shouldn't worry if you aren't responding to a particular style of treatment because, hey, look, there are plenty of other styles that might work perfectly for you. Remember our talk about, you know, you didn't fail physiotherapy, but physiotherapy failed you. Uh, if you feel great in a certain sleeping position or sitting at a certain way at your desk, but someone has told you that it causes them pain, therefore it should cause you pain, don't worry. If you feel relief in that position, it's probably good for you. It's not causing you necessarily. It's not necessarily causing you damage underneath. 
Humans and our pain is not simple. And a phrase you've heard of user quite a lot this year is that your pain is multifactorial. This means that the pain you experience is a culmination of many different factors from physical health, anatomical variances, mood, stress levels, sleeping habits, uh, emotional state, and even your previous pain experiences. And so many more things on top of that as well, let's not forget. So don't worry if you don't respond well to the same exercise or treatment or stretch as someone else does. If it works for you, great. Do you know what? It works for you go with it. If it doesn't work for you, don't keep doing it because someone else said or because that's what it says in the book because not everyone is the same. Everyone is different and will respond slightly differently. The great thing is there's going to be a perfect combination out there to help you. You've just got to find it. So sometimes that might take some human trial and error, but it's out there. It just needs a little bit of work. So everyone is different. That's my favorite caveat, Rob. No matter who we talk to, they say this should work for you. If it doesn't, that is okay. I love that. Oh, mate, mic drop. I think you just summed up 18 months of podcasts in, <laughs> in, in, in three and a half minutes. It could have all been so simple, right? I think, I think that's it. And I think that individual, individuality of people in pain is often forgotten about, you know, exactly mm. as you said, you know, if you go on a forum, a Facebook group, there's people going, oh, don't do this, do that, or do this, do that, or don't do this. There's so many blanket statements and pain and back pain especially is not simple. It's not blanket. And that's what we've learned, I'm sure, through, you know, treating patients for the last 10 years and also even more so from doing this podcast for the last 18 months. As you said, everybody's different. What works for one person doesn't necessarily mean it won't work for you or will work for you. So, Taking everything with a pinch of salt, you know, not listening to what people shout at you on Facebook or on Twitter or you've read in the <laughs> Daily Mail that your sleep position or how you walk is going to kill you, you know, just it is not quite that simple. If bodies were that simple, they would be fairly simple to fix. You know, if joints popped out of place that simply, they would also pop back into place that simply. You know, nobody really kind of considered that logic when they when they came up with that argument. Um, but, you know, people, people are not are not simple. So I think that's a a really important message to, you know, <laughs> end our year on, really. Absolutely. Look, if something doesn't work for you, you're, you're not broken. Don't worry. It just means that it's not working for you. And as well, I must say, Rob, look, let, let's do the, um, an added caveat to that caveat. Something that might not Another work caveat. for you today might work for you tomorrow. So your body is allowed to change. You're allowed to be different from where you were last week. You're allowed to be different from where you are this morning when pain is being experienced. So something that used to work for you, let's take that sleeping position because that's a hot one right now, you know. Um, if you are a front sleeper and suddenly you're getting pain when you're front sleeping, well, just stop doing it then. Same if you're a back sleeper, a side sleeper. Don't sleep in a position that gives you pain because you were told to by someone on YouTube. That seems silly to me. Um, sleep in a position that is comfortable for you. The exercise felt perfect and uh, created a lot of relief. If it no longer feels perfect and no longer creates a lot of relief, that's okay. Your structures may have changed underneath and you're ready for that next exercise. It's okay to individually change as well as change personally throughout your pain experience. Yeah, and, and that goes for when something doesn't work. You know, we saw, I saw on a, on a Facebook post the other day, someone said, oh, I'm exercise intolerant, i.e. exercise doesn't work for me. And then when that kind of, you know, got peeled apart by the people saying, what have you done? It was, mm. it was four sessions of, of rehabilitation with a, with a healthcare professional. 
And then they said, oh, no, you, you know, this isn't really working. And that's it. And then that patient's just been dis, you know, disregarded and has been left to feel that exercise doesn't work for them. I mean, that's kind of a, a ridiculous statement in itself. But exactly as you said, you know, if, if something isn't working, that doesn't mean that everything around that doesn't work. If one type of exercise isn't working for you or one type of treatment isn't working for you or one type of medication, you wouldn't say that they all don't work. You know, that's, uh, you know, just because paracetamol didn't relieve your pain, you wouldn't say medication didn't help me. You know, <laughs> yes, exactly I'm medication so, intolerant, yeah. Yeah, medication. It's exactly the same with um, with exercise. If, you know, those Pilates-style exercises, which you've been doing for 12 years, you know, aren't helping, that doesn't mean that all exercises aren't going to help you. And so I think that's a, an, an important, important message. Absolutely. Um, Rob, what's your 2021 takeaway, mate? So I think my takeaway is probably a bit more a specific part from an episode. And this goes back to one right at the beginning of the year, might even have cheated slightly. It might be the last episode we did at the end of last year. But either way, it was the first <laughs> time we've, we've discussed it. And that's the episode we did with uh, David Poulter talking about discs don't slip. And the yes. quote which he said, which has stuck with me more so than almost anything else I think we've recorded in the last 12 months. And he said, or, you know, this was a message to therapists, but he said, at 3 a.m. when your patient is in pain, you better hope they have some self-management tools when they can't rely on tape or massage. You know, and I'm, I'm you know, bastardizing his, his quote slightly, but that's pretty much r- roughly what he said. And it's the, about the importance of self-management. And that is something which really hit home for me that making sure that not in my patients, but when I'm speaking to other people in pain, that they have some tools to help themselves. And this is what I advise now when people reach out to us all the time about, you know, what should I be doing for my back pain? Who should I be seeing for my back pain? What should my therapist be doing for me with back pain? They should be giving you tools to help you manage your own pain. So as you said, when you wake up in pain, you have something to do to manage it. You don't need to wake up in the morning and go, brilliant, I need to call Rob straight away because I've got back pain. The thoughts that should be going through your head are, okay, I've got some pain. What did Rob tell me last time? Okay, so it was get up. Was it take painkillers? Was it go for a walk? Was it do these exercises? Was it have a hot bath? Was it go to the gym? You know, what can I do to help myself? And as I say to my patients, I'm here if you need me. I'm always, you can always call me. If you've got any questions, you can email me. You can come and see me if you want to. But my goal is for you to be able to manage that pain yourself and not be reliant on me. You know, if you're becoming reliant on that therapist to help you get out of pain, you know, that might be good for the short term, but that's not a good long-term management strategy for your back pain. I love it. Now, Poulter, um, <laughs> Poulter, uh, David Poulter used this as like a rally cry for practitioners, didn't he? You know, you should be yeah. giving your patients this. I think for those listening at home, we can, we can reverse engineer it though for the patient and say, you should be asking your practitioners. You're standing in front of your chiro, physio, osteo, surgeon, ask them, at 3 a.m. when I have back pain, what should I do? Mm. Um, you know, force this issue because that's going to happen or, or there's a high likelihood that that might happen. So say, look, at 3 a.m., are you going to give me your personal number and are we going to do a Zoom call or am I going to turn up at your front door or should you be giving me the tools to look after myself? Um, we, we should be, if it's not, readily given to us because let's face it um uh, not not everyone's going to have listened to that tweet uh as a patient we should be able to to force that if you like gently and say well look i, I need some self-management or what would you recommend for my self-management yep and i, I you know i, I stand I, I think i'd die on this hill if you, you're seeing someone right now and they're not giving you anything to do and there's no good reason for that then find a different therapist 
Mm. Full stop. You know, if they're not giving you anything and they are saying you need to see me to get out of pain, there's nothing you can do now to help yourself, then, you know, I, I think that's, you know, I can't really at the time think of any, any caveats to that, but no, that that's excuse in my book for to find a different therapist, you know, and find someone who can give you those tools to help you help yourself become pain-free. Absolutely. If your therapist is promoting this, this passive treatment, you've got to ask yourself why. Feel free to come at us, Twitter, change our minds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Feel feel free to change our minds. Good old, good old. Or Dave, you're not on Twitter, so it'll, it'll be me that's uh, on Twitter. Oh, Rob will take the flag. Exactly. I'm just setting yeah. you up for a fight, mate. And then, <laughs> and then I, I, I log off this and go to bed, and sleep like a baby. <laughs> no, oh, oh e- e- exactly. Which is um, which is good. So no, I think those those are my kind of favorite favorite takeaways. I mean, there's some really other good bits that st- that kind of jump out to me. Talking about the opiate management of the nice guidelines was another one which. Um, uh, stuck out because there was a lot of confusion over why opiates were no longer recommended in the in the mm. NICE guidelines. A lot of patients reached out to us and people in our Facebook group, um, sciatica and back pain support group, um, asking about, you know, or you know, people panicking, saying their drugs are going to be taken away from them and this is the only thing that helped them. So clearing up the kind of the confusion around that kind of really jumped out for me. Um, um, and then another episode, which I think which was really um, beneficial um, to a lot of patients was the episode number 76, which was um, with um, Paul and his osteopath, Dr. Dr. Oliver Thompson, where oh, yes. Paul talked about his journey through sciatica and, and Oliver talked about his approach with managing Paul through his sciatica and how he went from being very fearful of movement and exercise and rehab to becoming, you know, pain-free and having this huge reliance on self-management, giving himself all the tools to help him manage his pain-free, manage his pain um, himself. And I think, you know, we've had so much feedback from that episode. That's been one of the most feedbackable episodes that we've had in... <laughs> In, in, in the last 12 months. So some really, really good takeaways from that episode as well. I mean, they've all been fantastic, really. I don't really have a favourite personally, but, uh, you know, those are some which which jump out straight away. I love it, mate. Um, guys, it's been a fantastic 2021. We're going to keep doing exactly the same in 2022. For the podcast, it's been a fantastic 21. Oh, sorry. Yeah, apologies. Yeah, 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 yeah. for the world, it's been a bonfire. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's been an absolute dumpster fire. Um, but for the podcast, it's been a fantastic year and we plan to just keep doing this. Uh, for us to keep doing this, we love your messages. We love your replies. Uh, we love talking to you on socials and via your messages. That really does help us to keep your questions coming in, keep your, um, uh, well, and answers coming in as well. They form the basis of how we structure our shows. We essentially crowdsource what you want to hear and turn it into podcasts. Thank you very much. Yeah. And also a massive thank you to all the practitioners who are signed up to our provider network and so for those who you who aren't aware we have a provider network on our website where if you are a practitioner you can register with us and have your details on the website and if you're a patient you can go onto our website and pop in your address or postcode and you can find an approved by us practitioner to help you manage your back pain and these are all people who are who we know personally they've been on the show or they've been tried and tested by us to make sure that you are getting the very best care for your back pain so that's what all another reason this show keeps going another reason that we're able to keep this keep this show keep going so thank you so much to everyone who is signed up to our site fantastic Rob um, any more 2021 <laughs> musings no I think that's all if you're not if you aren't already give us a follow on our social medias at the back pain pod on Twitter and at the back pain podcast across all other platforms or check out the website 
www.thebackpainpodcast.com for further information. And you know what? I don't think we've asked this in a while. Please do like, share, subscribe, give us five star reviews. That's the lifeblood of the um, the podcast, Ooh, yes. and it what helps keeps uh, keeps us going. Yeah, perfect, brilliant. And again, so another massive massive thank you to everyone who has has already been doing that over the last twelve months. You know who you are. Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to smashing out another year in 2022 from Rob and Dave the Backpain Podcast over and out. Bye.